0: This episode is brought to you by Honey. Honey is a free browser extension that automatically applies the best promo codes and coupons across the internet directly to your cart when you're shopping online. If you want to save yourself some money, this is easy to use and free to download, so try out Honey today. As always, I have left the link in the show notes for you. On today's episode, I'm talking with my friend Robin Finney. Robin is an intuitive and authenticity guide, retreat leader, writer, international model and speaker, world traveler, and founder of Wandering Ant. She supports others in allowing their authentic self to be seen through intuitive clarity sessions, solo travel retreats, and photo shoot experiences. Robin lives a nomadic lifestyle traveling to where she feels pulled. Since 2018, she has traveled solo to 19 countries across six continents and modeled in eight international photo shoots. With that being said, let's jump into her interview and let her tell the story of her travels and how this all came to be. Today I'm talking with Robin Finney and me and Robin used to work together. Well, I used to lease apartments, but you were in marketing, right? Yes. Yeah. I started in leasing and then yeah moved on to that. yeah, so that was when did you leave there twenty seventeen uh eighteen yeah okay two years 20. Ago. Yeah. so was there like a a moment, I guess when it clicked for you where you were like, I don't want to do the corporate thing anymore, and you wanted to just get out
1: yeah, i so I held on to it for about five years, and oh, wow. Every year I was kind of like, I was doing the same projects and I loved like, you know, it's a great, it was such a great company to work for. And I had an amazing team and there was always something inside of me that was like, ah, there's something else out there. And it just, I love to travel and Ventura definitely supported me in that. So they would allow me to go on like pretty much use all my vacation at once (laughs) to go on like three, four week trips. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it was really great, but it was like every time I would go on a trip, I was just like, ah, oh, there's just, I want to, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And um, it really started to shift in 2017. I went on a meditation retreat and I just got really present to playing it safe in life by mm-hmm. just being at the same job for a decade yep. and always living with roommates or other people and just kind of like my version of safe. And, mm-hmm. Not like, I don't know, I just felt like an, it, like an itch, like, oh, there's something more out there to explore.
0: Yeah, no, I totally get that because I also just kind of went through the same thing. Um, it's like you have this desire to see the world, but then I think that, you know, society tells us that we have to have the nine to five, we have to have that security, but there are other ways to live. And um, yeah. so that's really awesome that you figured that out. Where was the meditation retreat that you went on? It
1: was in Guatemala.
0: Okay. So that was kind of the shift then. So then you came back from that and what happened then?
1: Yeah. So I, at first I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to (laughs) turn in my notice. Um, But then I was like, no, you know, I've given 10 years of my life to them and I wanted to just leave an integrity and complete some projects and things. So with everything, it ended up being nine months later.
0: Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time.
1: and I ended up giving them a 60-day notice, which turned into a 90-day notice. And
0: um, so
1: it was kind of like, ah, but then once I actually like committed to buying my ticket and just heading out on this journey, then I really was all all in.
0: So where'd you buy the ticket to? Was it like got, a one-way ticket?
1: Yeah, I bought a one-way oh. ticket to Sydney, Australia.
0: Wow. So just to put this into perspective for everyone, you had a nine to, well, I guess like eight to five office job for 10 years. And then went on this retreat, came back and you're like, I'm changing my life. And then bought a one-way ticket to Australia. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: awesome. In the midst of that, it was getting rid of my apartment and selling my furniture and pretty much just like consuming, condensing my life down to a suitcase.
0: Yeah. And that's another thing I wanted to ask you about, because I think for most people who maybe have thought about doing this before, um, they're like, Oh, I, you know, I have to save for like five years in order to travel. And I don't know that that's always the case. So like for you, um, how, what did that look like? You said you sold everything. So is that how you kind of funded your travels?
1: yeah i um i'm I was not a saver at the time, and I knew that i don't know I knew the money that that was just gonna continue to be an excuse for me to not follow my dream and yeah. so I left when I left my job, I had about one month's pay and maybe five hundred dollars in savings and then mm-hmm i got some of course i got money from selling some of my belongings and then after i left i traveled for three months and then i knew immediately i was like this is what i want to do and so i came Mm -hmm. back and sold my car so then i was able to live off of that for a little bit yeah Um, but yeah just i always tell people it looks different some people they they need that they need that cushion and they need to Save and have that security, which I do recommend having, yeah. Um, and
0: also just look at your life and what works for you, yeah. No, I think that's definitely important. So, I guess going back to when you were in the office, you were there for 10 years. Were you, did you think you always had this inner, I guess, itch to get out, or were you content? And then at one point, it just started. Like, because I feel like you were, you said you were going on all these trips and stuff. So I think maybe that was there, but then it, when you did the meditation retreat, it probably came to fruition.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely there. And even when I took the job, I, I started in leasing and I thought I'm going to do this for six months. Really? And then find something else. And then <laughs> I just kind of like, cause I had no, I wasn't clear what I wanted to do after college. And yeah. Um, but then I fell in love with the company and their mission. And so then I just kept like moving up and pursuing that, but there always was this like background voice saying like, okay, what about your dream? What about, there's something more, what about your travel?
0: Yeah. So So was your dream always just to travel or you have your own business now? Was that the dream? Like what exactly did it look like for you?
1: Yeah. Travel was definitely a big part of it. And I, I always knew that's what it was. And I wasn't clear on what I wanted to do to sustain that. Yeah. My business now kind of evolved through my travels. That's really, can you tell me about your business? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm an intuitive and authenticity guide. So I support people in just finding clarity in their Mm -hmm. life and kind of uncovering the, answers to those hidden questions that kind of the one I carried with myself for over a decade of what if there's something more out there, what, a, what, what is it that my heart truly wants? And so I help people uncover that through these deep, um, clarity sessions. And then I hold, um, group sessions and I'm also a certified retreat leader and yoga instructor. So I lead and it all kind of came to fruition during my travels.
0: Wow. That's, that's so fascinating because I think that you're, you said, you know, people should ask themselves questions and everything. And I completely agree with that, but I don't know that people always do. So I guess I wonder, do you think like, because I think me and you think the same way we're like, Oh, is there something more, but do you think that's an everyone or do you think it's almost like a certain mentality? Um,
1: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And I feel like some people truly are, they, they don't necessarily want this lifestyle that we're living mm-hmm. and they are definitely living an unconventional life yeah. to <laughs> like pick up and leave. And you're just like, just embarking on this journey, which is really awesome to witness. And thank you. I do think that some people it's like, there is something more. So I feel like we all kind of have that question and it just looks different like some people that something more may be like finding like I have a friend who she's picking up and leaving she's been in Dallas for like 5 6 years and she's leaving and she's heading to Idaho and her dream is she really wants to find a company where she can grow with and be a part yeah. of a team and and so I think it just
0: really looks different for mm-hmm. each person but I don't I do think that question is there for each of us that's yeah it's interesting to think about what do you think for you drew you to the nomadic lifestyle? Just getting to see the world or what?
1: Yeah, I, it's interesting. I think about, I've had this conversation with um, different people before about home, like what your definition of home is. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people, when we think of home, think of like a, a physical place, right? a place to dwell. And I never was a, I was never attached to a sense of home because I grew up, um, in just an unconventional style. Like we grew up in an unfinished house. So it was always being remodeled. And so I never really had a room or space of my own. And so it was kind of like, I would just kind of go with the flow. So I was never like attached to that physical, um, mentality of what home is. And then when we were, when I was a kid, we would take all these cross country road trips across the US yeah. and I just loved like I would always just get a a high from seeing new places being in nature being surrounded by mountains um and so I always knew there was just something like a desire deeper in me and then in college I studied abroad in Vienna Austria and that was kind of the first wow. time that I experienced like um life outside the US and seeing yeah. like oh there's actually not one way to live mm-hmm And then I would meet nomads in my travels and I was like, wow, how are these people doing it and just traveling for
0: life? Yeah, that's so, so interesting. So uh, taking all of that and then going back to your business, what, what was the process like from figuring out kind of what you wanted to do to actually creating it?
1: Yeah. So it really stems back to that meditation retreat that I went on. And that was right around the time that I started asking deeper questions in my life and asking, like, I I say, I've been on a spiritual journey for like four years now. And really it's developed even more since I've been on the solo journey but it was just like asking deeper questions about my life and my beliefs and my upbringing and society and how mm-hmm. we do things. And and so I was just like a lot of inquiries were coming up and I noticed I, I went on, I've been on several meditation retreats in the past um, couple of years. And then last year I actually went through a year long coaching program to become a certified retreat leader And it was in that program that I learned that I'm an intuitive and I've always had this part of me that I like, I feel things, I sense things in my body. And I, I just, I always like when I travel or wherever I go, I tune into my body and allow my body to tell me like, if something is safe or not safe or feels good or doesn't feel good. And And so it was kind of just been like, it's kind of like a layer of an onion. And it's just like these layers just keep peeling and peeling back and getting to the core of it. Mm -hmm. And so it's been, it's been through all of this exploration and just trying new things that my business has evolved into this.
0: That's really neat. So if say I was to come to you and I wanted to, I guess, like have a retreat with you, what would that be like?
1: Yeah. So I do multiple different options. So if you wanted to just do like a one-on-one session where we just like kind of dive in and create what it is that you want for this new chapter in your life and really define like set intention around it and ask questions that maybe you don't know the answer to or that you're afraid to know the answer to and Mm -hmm. explore that. And I use Oracle cards as one of my tools to just support the answers, um, that want to be heard. And then in terms of retreats, I have both group, I've led both group retreats and they're my in-person ones are on hold right now, obviously for (laughs) we're in a pandemic. So it's a little different right now. Um, but I also do personal retreats where I take people kind of, I meet them either where they are that, or, a virtual experience and we just do a deeper dive and then through that um, we also do a photo shoot experience to just really capture the essence because I my whole platform is about um, allowing others to be seen mm-hmm. and own who they are own their true unique beauty
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so it's it's really fun and just beautiful to explore and allow people to shine in their own way
0: yeah that's really beautiful Um, so a couple of questions, what is an Oracle card? Yeah,
1: that's a great question. (laughs) So if you've ever heard of a lot of people, when they hear card readings, they think tarot cards or divination or angel cards. And Mm -hmm. so there's, there's all forms of cards and it's, um, basically it's just like, I can show you since we can see each other, but, um, there's all different kinds. Like I have a couple decks, physical decks and, really is it's a deck of cards and we tune in and ask a question and then pull a card from that and each card has a message and it's just a message that beautifully accompanies where you are in your life and so it's just helps you to receive more information that your soul already knows it's just your
0: head maybe not hearing it Yeah. Wow. So it's kind of like diving into your subconscious a little bit. Yes. You're like a a life coach, but spiritually in a way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. Um, And then you said you do photo shoots, which I've seen some of your pictures too, and they're so beautiful. So what kind of drew you to the idea of doing these photo shoots in all these different countries and you said you want to support like local photographers, but like why that specifically?
1: Yeah. So I, in 2015, I had my, my first photo shoot and it was one of my friends as a photographer and she was doing a celebration shoot. And she had us at the beginning, identify three words that I wanted my photos to embody. Mm-hmm. And so I picked, I think freedom, joy, and beauty. And I went shopping bought a new outfit and it was just like super fun. And then after I got the photos back, I was, I saw myself in a totally different light than I had ever seen myself before. And it was the first time that I was just like, wow, I'm actually beautiful. And not just on the exterior, but the interior, it's like, I could see my soul in these photos. And so that was, that in itself was like part of the kickoff to my um, transformational spiritual journey. And when I started my nomadic journey, I was going to this really beautiful city in Mexico, and I saw the pictures, and I was like, that oh, would be so fun to do a photo shoot there. So I bought an outfit, and then I went, and it kind of just evolved naturally on its own. I was—I wanted to get my nails done, and I thought, oh, we could do that before the photo shoot. And so the owner was asking me what I was doing that day and I said oh I'm actually doing a photo shoot this afternoon and he said what and he was he got so <laughs> excited and he told me you must come back let me do your makeup and I was like what and I was like I've never had my makeup professionally done but I could see just how excited he was about it mm-hmm. so I was like okay I'll, I'll come back so I came back and he did my makeup and it was totally like I was like who is this person <laughs> I saw myself in the mirror because it was like I had fake eyelashes and all of this but <laughs> I just kept seeing the joy and the light on his face that, one, not only was it just like he was allowing to be in his art and his expression, mm-hmm. but he was also so excited that somebody from a different country yeah. would come and want him to style them yeah, and kind of match his culture. And so That and then I saw the same thing when I was with the photographer. He was just so lit up to be able to show me his city, his country, his culture, and that really birthed this whole mission that I have for supporting photographers and local designers and artisans. And I've since done eight international photo shoots, and it's still like it's still happening, just a little on (laughs) hold right now. Um, Yeah but it's, uh, yeah, it just became a really beautiful way to support Mm -hmm. people in their craft.
0: Yeah. That's so beautiful. So is your goal then to kind of do a photo shoot in every country you go to?
1: That's my goal. Yeah. I, um, last year I, I haven't quite made it to every country that do it in every country Mm -hmm. because I'm currently have been funding it myself. Uh Um, but I'm hoping that through time that I'll be able to expand the mission and
0: raise funding
1: so that I can really take this mission all over. Yeah.
0: I I mean, you said that you think and believe like people want to be seen and heard and everything. And I think that's such a great way to do that. Um, So is that, I guess that's kind of your goal then when you have clients to let them be seen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like it's cool. Like I just even picture you like capturing you and your essence of singing and using your voice and then mm-hmm. also climbing and yeah. like because that is like a huge that's your that's what lights you up right now yeah yeah it's so, but like anything else <laughs> just imagining that you have
0: those photos and just really capturing you in your mm-hmm. essence that would be amazing. So do you, do you hire photographers or do you take the pictures or how does that Um, work?
1: I, I hire photographers. So I still, even when it's not with me personally, I still continue the mission of supporting locals. So it Mm -hmm. really is kind of bringing in people, bringing people together in a different way. Yeah.
0: Very, very cool. Um, so then I guess with your business, do you have like, a I guess like a mission, would it be, you know, like just to help people find themselves and kind of the meaning of life to them is, or what, what do you hope to accomplish with your business? Yeah.
1: It's definitely around ownership and authenticity and like really allowing your true self to be seen Mm -hmm. because we so often get lost in other people's versions of who we are or Mm -hmm. comparing ourselves to others. And we're each just like so unique in our own ways. And so I want everybody to embody that.
0: Yeah. That's very beautiful. Do you think like for you, because I know I struggled with this a little bit, um, but going to your point of different versions of ourselves that we think people want, when you were deciding to leave Uh, corporate position, did you struggle with, um, like, is this really what I want to do? Or is this the right decision? Because for me, I knew, I think in my heart that it was the right decision. But we're told we have to have so much stability. And so kind of leaving that is it can be very scary. So did you struggle with that?
1: Yeah, I, I struggled more with the mirror, Part of it, So it's kind of like we mirror our fears to mm-hmm. other people or other people's fears mirror back to us. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of I was just noticing, like, the unease of other people, because it's like it would be extremely uncomfortable for them mm-hmm. to leave their entire life behind and go on a journey like this. And for me, it was like I was following my heart. And so I knew in my heart, like you said, you knew in your heart that this is what you wanted. And at the same time, we have all this conditioning of how society mm-hmm. says that we should live. Yeah. Just having a stable job, stable career, a home, the Ameri-
0: like the American dream. Yeah. Kind of breaking that mold can be difficult and not everyone is always supportive. Um, yeah. So how was like your family and friends? Um, because you go by the Wandering Ant. Yeah. So, um, and you have a blog too, don't you? I do. Yeah. Okay. Which is also Wandering Ant. Yeah. Nice. Um, so uh, were they supportive or how did they take it when you were like, I'm gonna pack up and just travel the world?
1: Yeah, they actually they were. I think a lot of my friends were finally like, Oh, it's about time. <laughs> I think they knew that I always yeah. wanted something more. Um and my parents were surprisingly supportive. They were a little more concerned about the fact that I would be solo traveling. And yeah being in different cultures. And so it was more the fear around like Mm -hmm. safety. Yeah. And rather than like giving up a stable
0: job. Yeah. I think that that was kind of the same situation for me as well, but you said you go off intuition. Have you been in a situation that you felt, um, unsafe or had something scary happen? Because I know, especially traveling as a woman, it can be kind of difficult sometimes.
1: Yeah. So I talked earlier about um, one of my gifts is my body, like Mm -hmm. um, sensation and Uh allowing my body will tell me like, if something doesn't feel right, then I immediately will just feel this tenseness on my like neck and shoulders and kind of tightening. And so I really learned to just tune in and be aware of my body. And so because of that, I really haven't run into any situations that um, were life-threatening or scary. There was one time I was traveling in South America and I was going to this town that people had told me it was a little sketchy, um, but they were like, it's a really, really cool town, but just Mm -hmm. be careful at night. And I'd walked to dinner And then I was walking back and it was night and there were a bunch of people out and I felt, I felt totally safe, but I'm very directionally challenged. And so (laughs) I turned down, um, the wrong street when I was heading back to my, um, where I was staying and I immediately felt that it was like this tenseness and like darkness came over me and it was just like, I just felt the unease. And so I just like immediately
0: was like, okay, I'm not meant to be on the street and I turned around and walked away. Wow, did do you find that um, maybe like language barriers is that difficult? Have you not really struggled with that?
1: Well, it's um, I don't speak any other languages. I speak a little bit of German and a little bit of Spanish, but it was yeah, it's been interesting like traveling in other places and mm-hmm. but the beauty of it is even when I don't have the words to communicate our body communicates like body language is huge. And so Mm -hmm. even when I'm with other people, I can still be with them or they can see that I'm lost and needing, (laughs) needing help getting somewhere.
0: So I can like point and say, okay, where, where do I go? And yeah, that's, I, I totally understand what you mean when you were talking about the darkness coming over you. I've felt that several times, but for me, I guess, I look at that situation. I'm like, okay, well, what if I felt that? And then there's the language barrier and I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. Um, where, I mean, were you able to easily find your way back that night?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I backed out of the street and then I got back on, um, I think I pulled up my phone and looked at the maps and I think I may have even gone into a little shop and was just oh, pointing okay. on the map where oh, okay. I, like, so like, okay, <laughs> here's my dot. Now, how do I get there? <laughs> Um, and it's interesting though, with language barriers, because I was thinking about this the other day, I think sometimes not knowing the language actually supports me in just being more open Mm -hmm. because there's something about when we can hear and be aware of what people are saying Mm -hmm. that sometimes I feel like that holds me back. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Okay. I've never heard that perspective. Um, I, I guess, yeah, that would make sense though, because then you're just kind of open to anyone. Um, yeah.
1: And it's more just like walking life with like an openness and a trust. And it's the same, like I can still do that here. Um, and when I'm traveling in places where I do know the language, but I just, I don't know. I just notice that there's something to it. That yeah. seems a little different.
0: Yeah. Um, have you found that you've maybe picked up on any like slogans or like lingo or anything along the way in different countries like can you just pull a few things out of your hat now and
1: then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah like well it's funny cuz i lived in thailand for 6 weeks and the only oh, no. <laughs> thing, the only thing i walked away knowing was kapanka what it's does that like, mean <laughs> um kapanka well i get them confused now cuz there's kapanka and sobatika and Kapanka, i think is hello and sobatika is thank you
0: well, those but are two good like, things to know.
1: Yeah, it's like all in the inflection with it too, and um, yeah, and shukran like in Arabic is thank you. Uh-huh. And so I always try to learn hello and thank you wherever <laughs> I am, and usually bathroom, so I can, <laughs> I can ask. But yeah, um, but that's where translator apps really, really come in.
0: Oh yeah, help. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you have any? tips for maybe solo travelers or um maybe women who want to travel but are nervous too.
1: Yeah, so um one of my retreats that I'm really excited about when uh international retreats resume or international travel resumes is I'm actually planning a retreat it was supposed to happen at the end of May in Spain for people who want to solo travel mm-hmm. and they're not quite ready to do it on their own. And so we actually go together in a group environment. And then I send people off kind of on their own to do different challenges and just be in the country, but then still be in the safety of a group. Mm -hmm. Um, and if there's somebody like, if that's, if you're just like, no, I just want to go and be on my own. Um, yeah, I just, I would say to really, um, get to know the country, like learn about the culture before Mm -hmm. you go and kind of learn about some customs. Like I learned in Thailand, like feet are very sacred to them. and mm-hmm. that's why you leave your shoes at the door when you go some when you go to somebody's house, and it's all about like cleanliness. And so there's certain things there that you don't like just show your feet off to people. <laughs> um, yeah, And so it's just kind of learning, learning the customs um, and then respecting it. Like like I travel any um, Muslim country that I've traveled in. I make sure and cover because it's respectful to their country.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and so it's just kind of, as long as you're embodying that and really tuning into that, then that in itself will be supportive of you and your travels.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you're kind of just like showing up and like, no, I'm just going to be an American or I'm going to take, this is how I normally dress. So I'm going to dress this way here. and. And that's fine if you want to go that route. Um, but I would just say like really just think about where you're going and being respectful. And then also just be open and curious. Like mm-hmm. don't be afraid to meet people and talk to people. Um, and just really get to know the locals. Like I really love going places and spending time where the locals go, like whether it's a local farmers market or dining in a restaurant where it's mostly locals as opposed to like the more
0: touristy areas. Right.
1: Um, and just allow the country to show you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that the cultures around the world are really beautiful. Um, and they're all very unique And so I haven't been able to travel internationally yet. Unfortunately, I just got my passport this year, like right before, (laughs) right before the pandemic hit. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go everywhere. And then everything shut down. So I'm excited to get out and experience the world once we are able to again. Um, But had all of your trips that you've gone on when you still had an office job, were those all solo trips or did you go with people?
1: No, I actually, I traveled with two of my girlfriends from college, um, who we studied abroad together That's and, fun. and sometimes we'd have more people, but there were three of us that were always together. And we've, I think we've traveled to like, I don't know, 18 countries and five, wow. I think five continents and we've been all over the world together. And so, um, this journey that I want went on was
0: really the first time that I was embarking on my own. And you said you went to, um, Sydney. Yes. right? Yeah. So why did you choose Sydney? So I'm a travel hacker for those okay. who are
1: familiar, um, where you can get points to either like fly, fly in business class or first class, which I, I haven't done that yet, but, um, or use your points for going places, travel, or to stay in luxury hotels. So it, okay. I save points to stay in luxury hotels. And so there was a hotel in Sydney that overlooks the harbor that i always dreamed of going to and so when i i knew when i started my journey that thailand was where i was going and then i thought well you know what i'll start in australia so i bought a one-way ticket to australia first so that i could stay in this hotel and then from there it
0: just kind of led to other other things so you went from sydney to thailand yes okay yeah so you you were like, Oh, I, I knew that's where I was going to end up. Um, was there something specifically that drew you to Thailand? I asked before I started my journey, I
1: just, um, posted in some different forums and reached out to people who I knew were nomads, which at the time when I left, I didn't realize that there were like a whole world of people doing this already. Yep. <laughs> and you may have been this experience too, where you kind of feel alone because uh-huh. it's like, it's not, our norm like no not, not like at all. and so so i didn't really know and then i started connecting with different people and um i was talking to one guy that i was connected to through a conference that i attend every year and he and his wife have been nomads for several years and he recommended southeast asia because it's um generally the cost of living is lower and it's um it's different. It's easy to get around and there's a lot of nomads living there. Mm -hmm. And so he, Thailand was one of the places he recommended. And I have another friend who he's been to Thailand I don't know, 15 plus times. I think it's one of his favorite places in the world. And so
0: he, he talked to me about it too. So I was like, okay, all right, I'll just do it. I'll just go there. That's awesome. So when you choose places, do you choose them based off of just like the, the scenery and the landscapes or, Oh, I'd, I'd like to go there. Or is it more of you feel like you need to go to this place and more like spiritual?
1: Yeah, it's more, I I would say it's more spiritual and just trust like an openness and trust because I, the first year I left, I only bought one-way tickets. And so Mm -hmm. I would just be places and then I would meet someone and they would say, check out this place and then I would check out that place or I would feel a pull to go somewhere. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: then last year it was more, um, again, I kind of just allowed life to take me, but I would have different opportunities. Like I had a a wedding that I attended in Albania. So I went there for that. Amazing. (laughs) And I would have never dreamed of going to Albania, but I went there and then I went to Paris after that for a photo shoot. Um, because that was somewhere I'd always dreamed of doing like a high fashion photo shoot. So it was kind of like following my path that way and
0: then just allowing life to show me where to go. That's so incredible. So do you feel that you've kind of found your purpose or are you still searching?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, I feel like I have, my, I've, I'm finding it and it's expanding. Okay. So I still don't quite know. Like I'm a writer also. I have a blog on my website and I have been talking about writing a book for a while mm-hmm. to kind of write about um just my journey and what led me mm-hmm. to this point. And it seemed daunting for a while. And so I um climbed a mountain last month in Colorado. And I just woke up one morning and was like, oh, I'm gonna go climb Mount Garfield and my where I was staying at a retreat center and my host said "Ah, that's pretty challenging is that what you're looking for and I said yes I need a challenge and so I just I got there and I had no idea what I was getting myself into um but I was I started climbing and then realized halfway up that I was scaling the side of a mountain
0: and (laughs) Yeah, that can be a kind of a, yeah, that can be kind of a scary thought. (laughs) Yeah, it was, and then luckily, I was like, uh, okay, this is
1: not right. If you go one step further, you'll probably fall to your death. So so I came down, and then it was just like not clear where the trailhead was. So I I came back (laughs) down, and then I saw a post, and I was like, okay. So then I was like, all right, just give me guidance, allow me to find it. And so I found it, and it was a steep incline. Like I've climbed before and gone on mm-hmm. some amazing hikes. And this one was probably the steepest. Like it was just straight up the first thousand, like, 1500 1, feet. And so once I made it to that point and then actually made it to the summit, I realized I was like, this is what's missing in my life. I mm-hmm. need a mountain to climb. Yeah. So I was like, what is my mountain? And so from that, I um, started a 30 day blog challenge, which I'm towards the end of right now, but I've been writing a blog every day for 30 days Mm -hmm. and that's just allowed me to really hone in more on my craft. And so it all kind of came full circle for me to see that writing is a big part of my identity and who I am Mm -hmm. and my writing is a gift and it supports other people in hearing like doubt and fear and seeing that I face that and yet I'm still moving forward and so I believe it gives other people hope and inspiration so I feel like writing is a big part of my purpose Mm -hmm. and then just using my intuitive gifts and my photo shoots and travel like yeah I feel like I'm just like I feel so lucky that this is my life.
0: Yeah you have an incredible life. Um, I mean I loved seeing all of your pictures and your travels. It's, it's really amazing to watch. It was very inspiring actually because when I kind of decided to do this whole thing of moving across the country alone and leaving my job and everything you were actually the person I thought of and I was like oh well if Robin did it and I can do it. And I actually reached out to you too. You did, yeah. Right before, and I was like, "How do I do this?" Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was very inspiring to kind of see your whole journey, um, and still and still watching. So it's, it's and I amazing. love,
1: I love. Like I was so lit up when I got your message, and I think that's just a beautiful example as well. Is like you felt like a nudge, and you you knew in your heart that this was something to do. And rather than like pushing it aside, you actually allowed yourself to explore and reach out. And I think that's a lot of times what holds people back is they Mm -hmm. don't, they don't ask. Yeah. And And so it's like really connecting. If you see other people who are, who are doing or have done what you want to do, then don't be afraid
0: to reach out and just ask. Yeah. I, I think that it can spark incredible conversations and friendships, um, And I think that fear holds people back a lot. Um, and so you're right, just letting yourself kind of process these thoughts. I think that we have thoughts for a reason, and yeah. i'm I'm sh- sure it was probably like this for you, but for me i I was every day, I was like, "I want to move out west." like and I couldn't shake the thought. Yeah. Um, is that kind of how you felt when you were like, "I need to travel?" Yes.
1: Yeah. It's just something that it's like, it doesn't leave you. It doesn't go away. It wakes you up at night.
0: hmm Yeah. I think those are definitely thoughts and ideas worth listening to and processing. Yeah. Um, they're there for a reason. And going to your mountain story, you said, or you told me um, that that's how you kind of connect um, to like God and yourself. And yeah. so what does hiking and climbing mountains do for you in that way? Like, how does it make you feel?
1: Yeah, it makes me, it makes me feel capable. And Mm -hmm. like, I'm stronger than I give myself credit for. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the first I've been on, I've been on many hikes all over the world. But when I started my solo journey, I went on a multi-day hike in Patagonia. And that was the first time I was like actually hiking and camping at night and carrying a pack. And, um, it really was just, my body is our bodies are just amazing, They're yeah. amazing machines. And I was just like every day, just like amazed that my body could keep moving, even though mm-hmm. I was tired. It was like, no, every day rest. And it shows the importance of rest. And and I would just like, when I do go on hikes and I'm in nature and there's mountains for sure are big, um, just very meaningful for me. And I just feel like there's something about, you can just sense that there's something greater than mm-hmm. you that's like, cre- that's created this universe that we live in and And so I just like really, I connect to that more on a deeper level and it really supports me in moving forward.
0: Yeah, I I totally understand that. It's a really incredible feeling um, to kind of feel one with the earth and just everything around. Um, I encourage everyone to get out in nature because I feel like that's the only place you can really have that sensation. Yeah. Um,
1: and I'm curious I, for you, like, what, uh-huh. what is it with climbing? Like, when did you know that this was, like, oh, this is it? This is-
0: um, Yeah, well, so I watched this movie called Valley Uprising, and it's funny because I actually watched it again with my mom the other day Um, because she, I mean, she knows I climb, but I don't think she has necessarily understands why I like it. Um, and so... When I watched that movie, it was like tunnel vision almost. It mm-hmm. was I I didn't know it was a sport. I didn't know people I, I didn't know actually about like a nomadic lifestyle until I watched that movie. Mm-hmm. Um and it kind of just opened my eyes. And so then watching it with her, she was terrified. <laughs> um she was like, Why would anyone want to do this? And so it's funny to see the different reactions. But so I watched that movie and I think that maybe I always knew there was more out there. I think initially I thought it was music. Um and I think music is definitely a beautiful gift that I have and I will always use it. Um but it, it, there was still something lacking and at that time in my life I was searching a lot and I was I was like not in a very good mental place, I think. Just kind of um almost depressed maybe. Yeah. And so then I watched that movie, and it just felt like my eyes had been opened. Like, this is the more that I was looking for, and I didn't even know it existed. And so then when I went to the gym, and I was so terrible at climbing, it did something in my head, though, because um, you said you've you've climbed before, like, with ropes and a harness and everything, or? No, I actually haven't. Oh, I, I'm going to come do it with you. sometimes. I, yes. I would love that. I think that you would thoroughly enjoy it. Um, but it definitely, it does something because it takes so much mental energy that you can't focus on anything else. So to have this thing where I, I could be, you know, in the middle of a breakdown, but if I went climbing, it all kind of faded away. I could only focus on what I was doing. Yeah. Um, And I, I just loved that. And I loved being able to push my body to do things I didn't think it could do. Like, I never thought I would be as strong as I am now. And I know I'll just keep getting stronger. And it's kind of hard to fathom that sometimes, but like you said, our bodies are incredible machines. And so I think just all of those things wrapped in one, it was, it was just like everything I'd been searching for. And I, I will do it for the rest of my life now. And wow. it's like my, I, I, I needed a challenge. Like you said, how you were like, oh, I want to go climb this mountain. I need this. Um, I have a mountain I want to climb and I know it's going to be the hardest thing I've ever done. And that's why I want to do it. Yeah. Um, I th- it's just like you, everybody has their moment in life. And I think that will be mine. So yeah, I guess that's like, yeah, I love that. And,
1: and that also is just a reminder for your listeners. Um, like you said that you kind of went through a depression and mm-hmm. I did, I did as well. Like mine started, um, before I did my first photo shoot and everything and was just really wrestling with what to do with my life. Then I did, I felt like something was lacking and I, I went through a depression, depression that lasted for a while. And I still experience, um, low, low grade depression every now and then. Um, mm-hmm. but it's like, when you notice that and you notice something coming up in you, don't be afraid to explore it and allow yourself to ask, like, what is this really about? And mm-hmm. what is it that my soul is yearning for? Cause often that's what, that's what it is. There's something that it's like, you really want, there's a desire and, you're afraid maybe to actually go and explore what that could
0: be. Yeah. I think that's a very good point. Um, because up until that, that episode, I guess, of my life, I don't think I had truly, um, maybe dealt with depression. Um, but I knew, I knew it was because I was missing something where I don't know that that's for like everyone feels that, but, um, for me personally, I was like, I'm not on the right path. And I know that, and I don't know what the right path is. And I'm, I started just having panic attacks, trying to figure out what it was. It was like every day I was coming up with a new idea, like, well, maybe I could do this, or maybe I could do this. And I was just lost. Um, And it sounds like maybe that's kind of what you were going through as well. Yeah. But yeah, then I started really like asking myself questions and I think it was fate that that movie kind of came across my path. Um, yeah. it It's interesting to go back through your life and they're, they're like turning points. Right. Yeah. And usually it's always the smallest things that have the biggest impact. So mm-hmm. it, it's, yeah, it's pretty magical. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I do understand what you're saying though, with the challenge and, and how you connect to nature. Um, It's just, it's, Really magical, and I just think it's so inspiring to watch you and know that like you can, you can. If you want to, you can just pick up and go. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's a process, but it you, can yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It you can do it. You can do it, and it definitely helps if you have a support system around you. Um, yeah. But I think also just having faith in yourself, like trust in yourself, is huge. And if you don't believe in yourself, I think maybe ask why like yeah. dive deep and, and search for your answers there um, and I love your idea of the 30-day challenge for your blog that's really neat yeah
1: yeah I'm gonna um, develop this is either I don't know where this is going um, but it's either turning into a course to support others in climbing their mountain or determining what it is or mm-hmm. into my book I'm, I'm
0: not clear yet what, what would is, your book but- be about
1: Uh, yeah. So that's part of it is living. It's, it's about living an unconventional life and just like trusting, surrendering to, um, the universe and to the, like the path that's set before you. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just allowing yourself to just step into that and kind of follow and see where it leads. Yeah. Um, yeah, i'm still I'm still in that um, inquiry phase around it. Um, but it is I, I like challenges for that aspect because writing a book to me was so daunting before. and now mm-hmm. I've been writing every day for thirty days. And so I'm like, okay, I've gained a lot of confidence through doing yeah. that. And so it, I did I've done this with yoga before too. it's mm-hmm. It's like showing up for yourself every day, meditation, showing up for yourself every day, climbing whatever it is. It's like, if there's something that you want to do, just try exploring it, even if it's 10 or 15 minutes a day. Yeah. Just so you can start building confidence and believing in yourself.
0: Yeah. Just taking that time to yourself to figure out who you are and what you want. Um, yeah, I think that's very important. Um, and I guess kind of wrapping up, um, do you have any final thoughts or anything you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, I would just say,
1: if there's something in this conversation that has sparked something within you, or you're hearing yourself and my story or Brittany's story, um, don't be afraid to explore that and allow yourself to kind of ask, like, what is it that my heart truly desires? Yeah. And, and whatever answer comes up, don't, don't dismiss it. Like it's there. It shows up for a reason and allow mm-hmm. yourself to like sit with it and explore.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think we have a very similar thought process. Every episode that I have a guest, I ask them to choose a charity or a call so that they want to spread the word about or have people volunteer or donate. Do you have one in mind?
1: Yeah. So right now I'm really focusing my um, efforts on um, Black Lives Matter and voting, because um, okay. I'm, we have an election coming up. We do. And it's, we need to get the word out, so people go out and vote. And it doesn't matter what, like, we all have a right to vote, and so it's really just allowing yourself to show up. And so I'm really, that's where I'm deep right now is, in
0: those areas when you like choose a charity or calls i also go and and donate um or try to volunteer so i'll leave a a link in the show notes um so people can follow that and and go figure out how they can get involved and then by the time this episode is out i will have donated as well awesome yeah yeah beautiful thank you yeah and if people want to find you and continue to follow your journey um or maybe book a retreat with you how how do they go about doing that where can they find you? So
1: my website and all of my social media handles are Wandering Ant, and that's A-U-N-T.
0: Perfect. Um, very exciting. I really, really appreciate you coming on. This was amazing. I'm so I haven't talked to you like face to face in years. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. This is really great. It was so nice catching up with Robin for the first time in years. If you want to stay up to date with Robin as well, follow her journey, maybe book a retreat with her, definitely check her out. Her information is in the show notes like it always is. And I also want to thank Audible again for sponsoring this episode. Audible has thousands of audiobooks to choose from, so if you want to try out a 30-day free trial, go to audibletrial.com slash boundforeverywhere.